0: Welcome to the National Trust podcast. In the last episode, we visited the rustic retreat of Lawrence of Arabia. In this mini episode, we'll be learning more about the famous friends who came to visit Lawrence at Clouds Hill with Teresa Jenkins Teague from the T.E. Lawrence Society. I wasn't expecting to see this, what looks like a Bedouin tent. How very exotic, underneath the canopy of a beech tree, and a little bit of refuge, maybe, from the noise of the busy road. This is a very exotic scene. How do you do? I'm James Crasby.
1: Hello, James, I'm Teresa Jenkins Teague, distant relation of T. Lawrence.
0: This is all very nice and gracious. I'm gonna sit on here, may I? Yes, absolutely, sit down,
1: I'll pour you some coffee.
0: Well, sitting down in here, I'm extremely comfortable. I'm sitting on a very, very soft leather cushion with some Middle Eastern carpets inside this tent, which I guess is made of wool, camel wool. I don't know, but in a very dark color, all supported on these sturdy wooden posts and rigged as you would expect a tent to be. But I immediately feel transported to Arabia
1: this is the proper arabic coffee pot and this is actual proper arabic coffee that i've brought all the way from saudi arabia
0: Ooh. now you've poured out this delicious smelling golden drink now this is a traditional arabic coffee it's is
1: proper it proper arabic beans from yemen and they're ground with the spices of cardamom cloves and ginger and then they're mixed occasionally with saffron to give a lovely golden colour. So it's not like the usual idea that most people imagine Arabic coffee to be, which they associate with Turkish coffee, which is black.
0: Teresa, I hope you will forgive me for saying this, but we're sitting in a a tent, a Bedouin tent at Clouds Hill, and between you and I is an image of Lawrence. And I have to say, that there is a slight resemblance between you.
1: Well, of course, Lawrence's real family name was not Lawrence. In fact, his father had actually reinvented his identity, and he was actually Sir Thomas Robert T. Chapman. He was the last baronet of Kalua Castle in Westmeath, in what is now Southern Ireland, but at the time, it was part of Great Britain. Lawrence's father was married, and had four daughters over in Ireland, and they engaged a nanny, and her name was Sarah Lawrence. As they say, fate took a hand. Sir Thomas fell in love with Sarah, and unlike most Victorian gentlemen of the time, he decided to elope fully with Sarah and adopt the name Lawrence. They first moved to Dublin, and subsequently Lawrence was quickly found to be on the way when they were discovered by a former employee which meant that they had to quickly vacate Ireland. So, Sir Thomas having adopted the name Lawrence came to live in Britain, eventually settling down in Oxford and Lawrence's ancestors, the family connections in Ireland are who I am related to. Lawrence had such a huge array of many visitors that came here which read a bit like the who's who of all that was uh, the good and the great or the bad, depending on your viewpoint, of, of people in British societies. But Lawrence liked to mix not just with the high society but also you've got people that he associated with during his army time when he was stationed down at Bovington. So he'd bring back some of his fellow army soldiers with him to come and stay here, to listen to music, and to just open a few tins of sardines or grab a handful of nuts. Everything was very informal here, very relaxed.
0: Am I right in thinking Lady Astor, as it is?
1: Yes, yes you are correct, Um, actually Arthur Russell, a very close friend of of Lawrence, who was actually one of his army comrades, told a very um, funny story about the first time that Lady Astor, who was actually the first woman um, MP to take her seat in the uh, House of Commons, she was a very well-to-do high-class member of the aristocracy as well as being an MP. Lawrence thought that he would have a little bit of a laugh at her expense. Though, of course, when she first asked about what the arrangements were for using the lavatory, instead of telling her, actually, she could use the, the toilet across the road at the Knowles's, he said, well, you have to go and take this shovel, presenting her a shovel. The, the look upon her face, apparently, Arthur Russell wrote, when the penny dropped, what she had to do with this shovel go and rummage about in the undergrowth to spend a penny, as it were. And apparently she was quite amused, and she's alleged to have said, what an adventure.
0: (laughs) I love my time working at Maxgate, Thomas Hardy's last house just outside Dorchester. And the story there of Lawrence of Arabia being one of the few people who could turn up to Max Gate to see see Thomas Hardy unannounced. Thomas Hardy, of course, this time was one of the nation's most famous writers who had worked on Tess of the D'Urbervilles and was about to gain great notoriety for his last novels, but a very novelist and poet. Lawrence would turn up on his brough and um, knock at the door, and Wessex the Terrier, who bit everybody ferociously and jumped onto the dining room table and barked at everybody, was um, the softest, tail-wagging little number in Lawrence's company, which I think, you know, Lawrence clearly had a great hold over people. But did Lawrence have the Hardys here for tins of sardines?
1: I'm not so sure whether or not Hardy ever partook in the sardines, but I know from many occasions that the Hardys would turn up unannounced. In fact, there's actually a record of E.M. Forster another famous literary friend of Lawrence who actually wrote about the occasion when they were here having the usual sort of supper, listening to music, when Thomas Hardy and his wife turned up unannounced. And they thought it was rather surreal because all of a sudden the focus was taken away from their host, in other words, Lawrence, and directed towards Thomas Hardy and his wife, who actually made it up the stairs into the music room and uh, sat there holding court, as it were.
0: Teresa, fascinating. I'm so thrilled to meet you and uh, to hear those stories in this tent. How astonishing it is to be sitting here drinking coffee and you've offered me dates and everything. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks for listening to this week's mini-episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the series to catch next month's episodes. Alan Power will be taking you to Wales to explore the wonders of Bodnant Garden. You can find us on Google, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. And now the podcasts can also be enjoyed on Amazon Echo. Just say the words, Alexa, play the National Trust podcast. Until then, from me, James Grasby, goodbye.